Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, welcome to hour two, y'all. You want me to get out of my phone? I don't care Show's what you on. do. It's fine. I know. I know. Uh, it's the second half kicker. You do you. You're good. Yeah. See? Try not to stick my nose in other people's business. I'm sure you're doing something important over there. Oh, yeah. Always. Um, the second half kickoff as we roll into hour two is brought to you by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And just out of the blue... Near the end of hour one, I dropped this thing from the athletic notification that popped up on my phone. This was always what I called fake news, which as it turned out, I was wrong. Fake news, I thought, was what I was the king of in my old job, just stirring up things to talk about when they're on a slow day. I thought that was fake news. And then I learned from Donald Trump that, no, it's misleading news. So this isn't fake news. I don't know what you would call it, Darren, but from the athletic... Is it possible to build a six-man starting lineup of NHL players whose names all rhyme? And so you wouldn't believe the conversation we've had around here in the last four minutes in the last break. Because my mind immediately went to Vasilevsky. Yeah. Done. Over. Game over. But Clark came out of his cage. And what did you say, Clark? You said, who did you say? The Flurries, Murrays, Curries. And then you said current players or past players. And I initially thought current players. We could fill a whole team of flurries. All from here. Oh, yeah. Flurries and Murrays. All from here. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to play this game all morning? Because Johnson's and Johnson's. I'm okay for it. Hey. There's enough Johnson's and Johnson's. Right. Uh, Hey. James Henderson's watching on YouTube, and he says, Rod needs some Manitoba moose gear. That brand brought the NHL back to Winnipeg, and it's a great jersey. I would say, can somebody run and get it? But we're getting off topic here. Um, We have a moose jersey up in the Legends Hall, which is the uh, very vaunted entrance to the RP Show World headquarters here on the top floor of the DuPont Media Building. Uh, Rob Hunt watching on Facebook says, was there a Sutter that played net? <laughs> nope. They're too smart, but we could have stuck one in goal. Oh yeah. What did, uh, Daryl Sutter say? Cause there's seven Sutter brothers, right? And <clears throat> Gary's the oldest that didn't play in the NHL. But as Daryl said, with seven brothers, we find some sucker on the street in Viking and we could have a four on four yeah. any day of the week. How great would that be? Because it was just you and your brother and your sister, right? Yeah. And so you want to, like, me and Brett tried playing one-on-one football, right? How do you do that? Yeah. Right? Like, you can't. You know, you always need somebody else or a couple more people. Even two-on-two sucks. And hockey, one-on-one's okay, but it's, it, it gets old. 
Four on four, yeah. That would have been the greatest ever. Um, I'm sorry. I wish that I could get to everybody that's saying hello. I see Jeff Kozak, big Habs fan, writing. He says, I'm home. Oh, he's watching coming home from Calgary. People think that the bunker should be sponsored by Pizza Pops. And while I like that, Pizza Pop doesn't pay my bills. Mm-mm. Right? We could have something else sponsored by Pizza Pops. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> and as we've learned, a, they're a Winnipeg treat, and they love us. Let's get back on point. Although the stuff that's out there in sports right now is very negative. The Hooters bunker. Now we're talking. <laughs> we make that? You have piqued our interest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me more. Uh, the other breaking news today, if it is that Jacksonville Jaguars have named Trevor Lawrence their starting quarterback for their week one game. But again, they're not even done the preseason yet, so I'd just be happy if he survives the preseason after what I saw on Monday Night Football. Pressured on 41.7% of his dropbacks. And live to tell about it. Uh, From C. Walker, watching on YouTube, says, my rhyming all Chuck team. I like this. Dave Andrichuk, Dale Howardchuk, Steve Conowalchuk. That's up front. On the back end, Johnny Boychuk and Igor Kravchuk with Clint Malarchuk between the pipes. Come on! We got a winner! We got a winner. Yes. That's pretty good. I mean, do those rhyme? Chuck. Yeah, they don't rhyme. Well, they got Chuck. I guess it was all Chucks. They kind of, if you really... The way you read it, they rhymed. Because you really (laughs) emphasized the Chucks. Uh, The one I was thinking of in that spot was... uh, There's probably... Hansons, Jansons, and Mansons. Yeah. Dave and Josh Manson. The Hansons. The Hansons. Cam Jansen. No, the cop outside the door. The Hansons. <laughs> right? Yes. This is a Chiefs key ring. You can't buy these in stores. By the way, the uh, Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. That is 840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Tel Mobility dealer and headquartered in Winnipeg. I feel like it's hump day, right? We're all out of order. Mm-hmm. Like we're between weekends, which is when the action happens. We don't have NHL going on every night. And I'm telling you, Saturdays aren't the same without a hockey night in Canada. What year did you think that they went to a doubleheader on hockey night in Canada? Oh, man. Can I? We were looking it up on the weekend. 20 questions. Okay, so the first one is, was it in the 90s? Yes. Okay. It's my first I thought it was in the 90s. <sighs> my friend that's watching. Uh... Like 95? I believe it's 1995. We were looking it up on the weekend. It might be 1997. Yeah. But it was definitely 90s. Wow. Oh, Jeff Kabilis is watching in uh, Winnipeg, and he says, how about a Russian lineup with Ovs? This is kind of fun. There's a funny story there, by the way. And again, I just feel like we're all out of order. There's no real exciting breaking news today, and I don't want to talk about COVID. You don't want to hear it, and I don't want to talk about it. So, yeah, it's the joke. Larionov, Fedorov, Fetisov. The Red Wings had that in the mid-90s. <laughs> right. They Kru- had it. Krutov. <laughs> so, uh, Curtis Hunt, who is the general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders, and he is the older brother that I didn't need because I already have two. Former uh, Leafs, uh, he was a Leafs draftee and stuff. He was in camp with the Vancouver Canucks, and he always tells this story that he thought there was a player on the other team that his coach was yelling, get Hunt off, get Hunt off, get Hunt off. The coach was saying, get Hunt off. Where's your drum roll on that one? Spicy. <laughs> that too. Get Hunt off. He thought it was some Russian He thought kid. it was a Russian named Hunt off. Yeah. No, we're talking about you. Get off. Or that great joke, uh, I was a stay-at-home defenseman. They wanted me to stay at home. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty good. Uh, there was a guy here, I think his name 
uh, I can't remember his name on YouTube. He's like, Rod never reads my negative comments on the air. Yeah, who? Yeah, Ryan Friesen. Well, no kidding. So why would I? I hate the people that like that write into our website and go, you probably won't publish this. But. But no, I'm not going to. So why would you be a stupid ass and write that? Daring me doesn't work. Not anymore. It used to. From Ryan on YouTube, Rod, where are the Patriots going with Newton versus Jones? Is this a coin flip? Uh, I'm enjoying watching the wide open competition. The Patriots don't play till Sunday, I think. I think they have the Jags. I was looking this up earlier today. They literally don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but Cam Newton is making it easy for them, Moose, because he's banished for five days. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. It's the Cowboys and the Jaguars on Sunday. My team. Who the Pats got? Just they're, Those quarterbacks are both dead even when they play, but I, which I guess is a good problem to have. Yeah. Who would you start? I would start Cam. Yeah, I would I wouldn't too. start Mac Jones any earlier than I had to. There's they a, got, they're at the Giants on Sunday. There's a narrative that, that Mac Jones has the edge because Cam Newton can't practice. Because of the, the, the mix-up that he had with the COVID protocols and the testing. And so he was off for five days, or he's off for five days. And um, yeah. the best way to, you know, availability, right? It's kind of Belichick's thing. you got to be available. Yep. And right now Cam's not available. But he's done enough in these early games in the preseason, um, especially when they've been kind of going head-to-head, to be the guy. And I remember early last year, I mean – Cam Newton actually looked pretty good early in the season. And the Patriots actually moved the ball pretty well. And there were some good early season games that the Patriots were in. were very entertaining. And then Cam got a little nicked up too. He was running. He was moving pretty well. And then the season kind of went off the rails. Mac Jones has shown that he can come in and play. But unless he's going to come in and light the world on fire, there's no need to put the rookie in that spot. I'd let Cam Newton start. He'd be my day one starter. No questions asked. And I think the Patriots will be okay with Cam Newton as their starter. We interrupt this message to tell you that it's 11-11. Make a wish. You saw I was going to say something, right? But then I let you finish. Yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't run out the minute, so. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, listen, Robin is watching in the gateway to the north. He said, Rod, if the Pats are God's team, then the Raiders are God's favorite team. Listen, stop it. Everybody got so upset when I labeled the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Canada's team. Remember, everybody else got mad. Don't get mad at me because I came up with it first, okay? The Regina Pats are the oldest junior hockey team on the planet and therefore God's favorite. He invented them clearly and then everybody else followed. Come on. Is that hard to figure out? Um, there's another COVID war raging on f- Twitter here. I'm just trying to find it. I'm just going to, where the heck is it? He's going after me in a rash. Here it is. Being vaxxed or not doesn't change. Spread it, get it, and have bad outcomes. Pushing your individual beliefs on people is what communists do. All about control. And yes, I am vaxxed and have no issue going where unvaxxed people are. It's about choice. Stay safe. This is how we ended up in this quagmire that we're in as a society right now. It's absolutely about choice. But the fact that so many people are not getting vaccinated is causing a lot of problems, i.e. for sports. And let's just say the Canadian Football League. We're having all these required proof of vaccination starting in the fall for travel so that you can travel because the people that aren't vaccinated that are making their choice. It's just causing a lot of problems for everybody else. So I think I have said a couple times over the last couple of weeks, go just get your needle, make things easier. But I probably shouldn't have. What I am trying to do is if it is influencing, it is getting, you know, saying that I got my shot, you got yours and we're allowed to work. We're allowed to travel. I don't. I don't get the problem. But as I started saying it this morning, the referee in the gym that gave me his card, young, fit guy, smart kid, 
And he goes, I'm not getting a vaccination because I'm young and healthy and I don't think I'm going to die if I get coronavirus. Who am I to argue with that? However, if the league that this kid wants to work in ends up having proof of vaccination to, to work, he ain't working. That's it. So you made your choice and you're not going to get to work. That's a choice that he's making. Why are we in a year and six months into this and people just, we're still arguing about this. I know. It's, it's sad. The things in which you cannot control. Yeah. Right? And we don't have that ability. I mean, if, if these are going to be the rules, these are the rules. You got to make decisions and you got to weigh risks and you got to weigh pros and cons and make decisions that are going to be the best for you and the people that you love and the people around you. Somebody wrote in earlier because I was using Slapshot lines and they said, do you think the movie Slapshot would be made today? Why not? You go to any movie, rated R, and there's language like that. I don't see why they wouldn't make a movie like that today. No. I went to Disney with you, Disney's Jungle Cruise, and The Rock was making all kinds of outrageously offensive comments (laughs) in a kid's movie. I think Slapshot would be made today. Maybe that would be a great poll question. Were you going to say something? No, it's... No, I... The only reason I think it wouldn't be made today is because that type of hockey and that type of thing, the, the, the young audience couldn't relate to it because they'd be like, what is this? Hockey was like this, right? When Slapshot came out, most of the audience still remembered those days, right? That, that's, yeah. the, that's the only reason. Not about it would it get canceled because it's too offensive. I think it's more about relatability. <laughs> the game has changed so much. That's why it's a treasure for guys like you and me. Sometimes I wonder how much it's changed. To outward appearances, it has changed a lot. Has it changed changed that much? Yeah. Uh, James in Manitoba. Seems like I read his comments a lot. I think James and I would get along real well. He says, no vaccinations, no CFL. Easy choice for me. Jen from the Four Seasons, if it wasn't for all the people that got their vaccinations, this province would still be in lockdown. So you're welcome. Ooh, Robin and Prince Albert says, if you remake Slapshot today, who plays Reggie Dunlop? To Mrs. Reggie Dunlop from Reggie Dunlop. Collect. I like it. Clark just said Billy Bob Thornton. Oh. Because I was going to say Vince Vaughn. That's but what I was going to say. It's kind of a similar face. A little bit. They look a little bit of the. Uh... Who plays Ned Braden? Oh, I got to think about this. We have a theme for the rest of the show. Recasting Slapshot. Jim Carr. Woo. Where can I cast myself in this? Which one can I be? Because I want to be one of them. Joe McGrath. we'll be right back I think I'd like to be Walt the bus driver actually you're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network Natea J coming up we're also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24 hour sports radio for Suds full service car wash your car deserves it at rodpeterson.com head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. 
That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a tremendous time on this Wednesday, August the 25th here on Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And just ahead of Natea J, Toronto Argonauts alum and now Radio Color Guy. Just one second, Natea. Uh, we got a few things here. The topic came up, if you missed, what current actors would star in a remake of the movie Slapshot? And Clark's dad's watching, and I appreciate it, Rod Monroe. He says Rod Peterson as Reggie Dunlop, but I don't think I would do that. I'm a terrible actor, terrible actor. But I like the idea of Ryan Reynolds as uh, Ned Brayton. Somebody brought up, where's the guy here? Ryan McCarthy in uh, Saratoga, New York, says Lauren Graham would make a great Francine. No, 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 no. Sandy Ronaldo from CTV National News plays Francine in the remake of Slapshot. I don't care what her age is. Spitting images of each other. And we can't just throw this out willy-nilly. I need 24 hours to think about this. This is serious stuff. Okay. Let's get him on the screen. Natea J, friend of the show. And uh, the, well, the guy... Tipped his toes in the broadcasting world with the All Ball podcast, and now he's on the radio calling Argos games. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, Rod? Always a pleasure to join your show. Yeah, so I appreciate having you on, man. Big fan here. Always have been. Uh, and by the way, Eskimos, Argos alum, and for a, a cup of coffee, Montreal. Did you ever touch down in Montreal as an Alouette, by the way? No. Signed a contract, but never actually stepped foot in Montreal. Well, It'll go on your Wikipedia, I'm sure. But hey, how tough was it to make the call on your career and go into the broadcast booth? Can you tell me about that first? Can we start there? Absolutely. It was tough. You know, football is something I've done since the age of 12, right? So it's, it's been my life every single year uh, of my life. But, you know, as the pandemic started, uh, parties started getting shifted. Um, you know, father of three now. And... You know, just knowing that I would have to miss time with the family after being with them for a whole year, uh, it was too tough. You know, it was too tough to to pass up the opportunity to be there every single day. Um, then I got the opportunity with the Argos, and I thought it was the perfect transition uh, to be still connected to the game. But it's tough. It, it was tough to say goodbye to something you've known your whole life, right? But I wasn't willing to give up, you know, family time um, any any longer. I've done it for a long time, and it was time to sacrifice that. Well, it's going to be interesting. And the very first thing I think about, because I saw the photo of you in the broadcast booth uh, Saturday's game there with the Bombers and the Argos, was the smallest broadcast booths in sports are at BMO Field. How did you and Hoagie (laughs) fit in there? And how did Chris Schultz ever fit in there? Were you guys a little tight for space in there? You know what? It was my first ever broadcast booth I've ever seen or been a part of. So I didn't know any different. So to me, <laughs> that's that's just how it is, right? So I wasn't I wasn't about to start complaining. I was I was cool. I was, you know, doing what I love to do. So I didn't. I, we'll see as I travel and then see what the other broadcast booths are. But um, for me, I was I was fine. I was fine in there. Okay, I don't know how okay. Schultz fit. It was, <laughs> it was pretty tight for me. I don't know how we walked in the room, let alone fit next to Hoagie. But anyways, uh, so it was a big win for the Argos. Nick Arbuckle, player of the week. A pretty good game to have for your first. Uh, talk about how that game went down. It was an exciting game. And the whole time I was you know, looking down at the crowd and thinking, man, this is a great game for CFL fans in Toronto to come to because it was, you know, Toronto took the lead and then, and then, you know, CFL games, they're never, ever over. So Winnipeg comes back and Toronto puts their, you know, foot on the pedal again, back and forth. Arbuckle looked great, you know, getting the ball out. The Vars Daniels had a monster game. A couple rookies uh, for Toronto had big catches. Uh, Back and forth kind of game. It, It was, it was uncharacteristic for Winnipeg to play the way they did. Uh, but you love to see it as a, uh, as a Toronto fan. It was a fun CFL game to be a part of, and I think the fans had a blast, which was the most important thing. Well, the offense was humming, but i got to be honest with you. My guy, 
Charleston Hughes was not necessarily flying around. Is he getting lost on all the talent in that front seven for the Argos? Or like he's not getting off. He's not leading the CFL on sacks right now, Nate. How much were you watching the defensive front for the Argos in that game? I, we were watching them a lot because every time it seemed like Winnipeg touched the ball, uh, somebody on Toronto was flying to the ball, and then two, three, four guys were, you know, getting in on tackle. So the pursuit was unbelievable for Toronto, and they've got so that that front seven might be the strength of the team. They've got so much talent in, in that in that front seven. You just look at, you know, Cameron Judge. You guys know him well. Uh, Ninak Mwamba, Chris Edwards. I played with them in Edmonton. Physical, fast. Everybody we think about, you, you the two things that come up in in your head are physical, fast. And, you know, and, and they're all really smart football players. So I know Glenn Johnson is doing a uh, Ben Young is doing a great job in in mixing up the looks. You know, they'll go 40 front. They'll go you know 30 front. They'll go. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll just have all these multiple looks uh, with a, a defensive line, defensive front. And it's confusing. Uh, a lot of the a lot of you know, Winnipeg's old line had a tough time with it. You know, they got Dexter McCoyle back there who won a great cup in Edmonton, you know, who can play pretty much anywhere on the defensive that defensive uh, in in the defense, right? And he's almost like one of those you know basketball players that you think of. You know, they say he can guard one through five. Well, Dexter McCoy can do that. He can you know go go on the D line, linebacker, safety, DB. He can do it all, and he was everywhere. Then you got Vontae Diggs as well, who was in Edmonton last year, Rookie of the Year candidate for Edmonton. You know, backing up, but he's getting some packages. So this defense is is unbelievable. It's going to be one to watch. That is an outstanding defense. That's a lot of big names right there. And I think the Argos got to be looked upon as East Division favorites right now, especially with the struggling Ticats, which I'll get to in a moment. But Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, is watching. He's a Stampeders guy. And he says, what's Nate's opinion of Nick Arbuckle? What are your thoughts on the quarterback of the Argos? You know what? I got to see him a bunch when we played uh, when he was in Calgary and the first season he was starting. And, you know, first first couple of games, I'm like, OK, it's uh, Bo Levi's backup. And, you know, we're going to have our way with him. But we never did have our way with him. He, he came in there and he looked really comfortable. I remember watching his first ever start, um, not start, but first ever game. It was, I think, week two of the 2019 season. Uh, Calgary was playing B.C. And, you know, Bo Levi gets hurt in the fourth quarter. And uh, Arbuckle has to, they're down 10 at that point. And Arbuckle has to lead him down um, and, and, and win the game. And he does just that. He, and he made every single throw Bo was making in that game. And for, I think he was a rookie at the time, for a rookie to come in and be as locked in as he was, it was really impressive. Um, poised, confident, um, knowledge of the offense. You can tell when a quarterback has, you know, good knowledge of the offense when, you know, they're getting to their drop, you know, the first guy isn't open. They're going to their check down two, three receivers. Um, and that's what he was doing. And you could tell he was really confident. He's confident in his abilities. Um, that's what you love to see. And the guys really rally around him. That's one thing you look for a quarterback. You know, Trevor Harris has this where the guys love to play for him. They rally around him. Um, you see the interactions on the bench uh, are all positive. Um, that's what, that's what you love to see. So my, my impressions are Arbuckle. Really, really good. Sky's the limit for him because he has his offensive coordinator uh, and Dinwiddie is a head coach here. Great receivers across the board. He's got Rodgers, DeBarris Daniels, Reskison, uh, you know, Curly Gittins, Ricky Collins Jr., who's a, a friend of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, good backups in Noel and, and Brissett. So just an unbelievable receiving core. Great running backs. DJ Foster stepped up last week. And, and John White, of course, has been, you know, stalwart in the CFL. So, you know, sky's the limit for him. That's right. Ricky's my guy now, as you know. And it's funny with those quarterbacks that anybody would criticize the Argos, how they handle quarterbacks with Ryan Dinwiddie running the show. I'm like, please, he's got it. And I think uh, Dinner's mm-hmm. already showing he's going to be a tremendous head coach for years and years to come. And by the way, Nelson Hakowicz watching our vice president of sim events. He says, great breakdown. Nate has a long career ahead of him. I cannot <laughs> let you go. And I'll come back on the Argos in a moment, but the Thai Cats are 0-2. They go into Montreal for Friday night football. Al's home opener. The Thai Cats got to come out of this, Nate? What, what's going on with them at 0-2? You know what? They'll be fine. I mean, first game uh, had O-line issues. And a big piece that I think not a lot of people are talking about, Braylon Addison, 
I mean, if you remember Brandon Allison's last season, he was everywhere for the Ticats, almost almost their best receiver. I mean, Banks is there, and Banks is their go-to guy. He gets all the headlines. But Brandon Allison, Addison was you know, just as important to me. I mean, the few times we played him, it felt like he was running double moves, triple moves, and catching all the short passes as well, right? So he was doing everything for them. I think he's their, their glue, glue guy receiver. And uh, without him, it, it's tough for Masoli. Uh, back there, and then you add in the O line issues. You can't even run the ball. It's 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 tough selling. So once they get you know their O line issues sorted out, which I think they're going to be, uh, Van Zell's back. He's been back for a couple of weeks, and they had this bye week to kind of sort it all out. You get Braylon Addison back. Maybe you can you can run the ball a little bit better. I think they'll be fine. Uh, that's that's a team that's proven. Steinauer is a great head coach in this league. Uh, they got great talent across the board. They'll they'll figure it out. That's that they didn't they didn't win uh, 13 games in 2019 for no reason. They go to the Great Cup. Then they brought almost everybody back, including the coaching staff. Right, so they'll be just fine. And the week. Lastly, Nate was supposed to open Thursday with Elks Argos at BMO Field. I'm sure you're all jacked to broadcast that game. What did you think when you found out that it was going to be postponed due to a COVID outbreak with Edmonton? Oh, I just said, what the elk is going on over there? <laughs> you know, I, had to, I had to hit a couple of my friends up. I'm like, guys, what, what's going on? Like, what, what's happening? And, you know, everybody's in quarantine right now. Everybody's, at, you know, their own uh, in their own hotels. It's, it's a tough situation because, you know, we all know the deal. The the, the league missed a whole year, uh, pretty much because of COVID nineteen. And you know, to come back, guys got to you know adhere to the you know the strict protocols, like really stick to the protocols, or you know there might not be any more football. So you know, it's it's a tough situation. It's such and it's so divisive because you know there are guys that are on the backside and guys that are on the and the anti backside. But we all know the deal. To play football, we've got to have everybody test. Negative, and the best way to test negative is to be is to be vaxxed or just stay in your bubble, stay at home, and just go to practice and go home, go to the game and go home, right? So it's tough because if I'm a vaccinated guy on the Edmonton, I'm I'm not happy because you know the bottom my bottom line is being affected, right? My my ability to earn income that I missed the whole 2019 is is being affected, and if I'm a vaccinated guy, yeah, I have the choice to make this decision, but I also have to live with the consequences, right? And I have to ask myself, am I doing what's best for the team to win? You know, these are the questions that are going on. I'm sure each coach and and GM wants every single guy vaccinated. And I frankly, I feel like that's the only way, you know, the the league will survive this season because that outbreak, it happened in Edmonton, but it, it won't be the last one if teams aren't over the threshold. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Nate, thanks for this wonderful breakdown. Go Argos. Those are my guys, by the way, Murph and Pinner and Chucky, oh. obviously. So Cam Judge is the best. So listen, have a blast. I know you are, and always good chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you for having me as well. And, you know, anytime you Argos breakdown, I'm your guy. Perfect. Gotcha. We'll book you. <laughs> Nate J joining us from Toronto, the Argos' newest color commentator. And I think he'll be there for a long time. Long time. Okay, before we break, we do have a very interesting topic going on here today. Two have spawned. People are saying, what are the greatest remakes of all time? Because the gentleman asked earlier, Robin, if there was a remake made of Slapshot, what current actors would play those roles? And I told you, I'm not going to do this willy-nilly and just throw names out there. This needs to be done right and then other guys are saying, and gals, you know, what are the best remakes? And they've got Dark Knight, Longest Yard, Terminator 2, blah, blah, blah. That's a topic for another time. But I got one for Denny Lemieux, Clark. What do you think about Zach Galifianakis? For the goalie. You name another bearded, short, stocky, funny guy. Zach Galifianakis. Clark doesn't like it. I think it's a slam dunk. Sandy Ronaldo from CTV National News will play Francine. She hasn't aged today. I'll think a little more. And come back with a sports update and uh, a Original 16 Ultra update, too. I want your thoughts. Actors that would play the roles in the remake of Slapshot. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. He's back. Back from what, Moose? I don't know. <laughs> How's the hair? It's good. So you're checking yourself. Oh, was I just uh, running my hands through? I do it so often now, it's subconscious. Ah. But I was... It's the twitch because I was thinking about these characters for... Oh, I hang on. Okay. Very important discussions come up today on who stars in the remake of Slapshot. But just hang on. Sports update. we got a few things here. The World Women's Hockey Championship continues in Calgary with three games on today's schedule. Finland faces the Russians. The Czech Republic meets Germany. And Denmark, my country, takes on Hungary. The USA and Canada meet tomorrow in a battle of undefeated teams. News out of Minnesota, St. Paul, and Winnipeg. Minnesota Wild General Manager Billy Guerin announced today the NHL club has signed defenseman Carson Lambos to a three-year entry-level entry level deal. The 18-year-old was selected by the Wild in the first round, 26th overall of the 2021 NHL draft. He spent the Winnipeg product spent most of last season on loan to Finland, JYP Finland, had 11 points in 13 games. Also played two games with the Winnipeg Heist in the WHL bubble. Remember those two games, Moose? Because mm-hmm. we were there. Oh, yeah. And Carson Lambos was on our show just last week. So uh, congrats to him in the wild. Toronto Blue Jays and Chicago White Sox continue a four-game series tonight at Rogers Center. The team split the first two games of the series after Chicago posted a 5-2 win last night. Shohei Otani has won four straight pitching starts for the Angels and is 7-0 on the mound since his last loss, May 28th. Uh, They take on the Orioles tonight. The Orioles have dropped 19 in a row. Sports update is for dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Don't forget, Clark, we will do the original 16 update, probably next segment, because I can't tell you when's the last time I got so serious about something like this Slapshot remake discussion. And we've had some really good ones coming in here. Jeff in Winnipeg, Cabela says the Baldwin brothers for the Hansons. I think those guys could actually come back and play themselves now. Yeah. I did an event with them. As you recall, you were there yeah. a couple of years ago in Saskatoon. And I'm not going to say which one, but he was so drunk he fell off the stage. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember the story. It was right in front of my eyes. Oh, my gosh. We all saw it with our own eyes. Well, I guess you didn't. I did not. Um, Wayne and Victoria agrees with my Zach Galifianakis as Denny Lemieux. Denny Lemieux, continue on. I say so. Who would be Dickie Dunn? I feel like Elliot Friedman should play Dickie Dunn. But I think that Billy Bob Thornton is a slam dunk as Reg Dunlop because this is a very, very important role. This would be the role that might define Billy Bob Thornton's career. It's the role. It's the role. And I will go along with Billy Bob Thornton as Reg Dunlop. That's how big of a fan I am of his and of Reg Dunlop's, and nobody has come close to anybody else. No. Somebody mentioned Steve Carell. Steve Carell maybe is Jim Carr. I like it. Yeah. I like he it. Could, he could be Jim Carr. That works for me. Hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> the guy whose idea this was in the first place, Robin Wildy, he's watching in PA. He says Liam Neeson as Joe McGrath. Liam Neeson's way too cool to play Joe McGrath. Way too cool. Somebody hey! John in Winnipeg. John Ohm. Um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. As Joe McGrath. Yeah. Slam dunk. Perfect. Oh, how about that? I was coaching in Omaha in 1948. And Eddie Shore sent me this guy. He's a terrible. Um, What are you looking at, by I'm the way? I'm looking at the characters. I got them all up here. Yeah? Yeah. From Slapshot. Just to try and see if I'm striking any... <laughs> from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Red Deer. Marc-Andre Fleury could play Denny Lemieux. That's funny. That's pretty good. But he's going to be a little busy starring in goal for the Chicago Blackhawks. Did we find a Ned Braden yet? Uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. You were fixing your yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds works. We were talking about that. Yeah. Um, 
Robin goes on to say Chuck Norris as Ogie Oglethorpe. We got to find a beefier guy for Ogie Oglethorpe. Yeah. What about Maurice Mad Dog? I could see it. Met her on a Florida tour. <laughs> um, there's so many. I feel oh, like we got to move on here. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Robin goes on to say Vince Vaughn as Dave Killer Carlson. But I got to say, as the first creative meeting for the recasting, yeah. we accomplished a lot. <laughs> That's a good start. We accomplished a lot. Mike Blackbird in Toronto keeps saying Justin Timberlake as Denny Lemieux. Has Justin Timberlake acted in anything? Yeah, the reason he's saying that, because Denny Lemieux is the goalie. Yeah. Is that Justin Timberlake was the goalie in Love Guru. He was, there was a goalie Jacques in Lecoq, Love Guru? Grande. He was the French goalie. Okay. That was the arch nemesis. That's, that's why... Not that because he resembles Danny Lemieux. Oh. But he was the French goalie. No, no, no. Todd Pinkney, Pinks, says whoever played Rip in Yellowstone should play Dave Killer Carlson. I feel like whoever played Rip could play any one of these guys. He could play Ogie Oglethorpe. He could play Dave Killer Carlson. Yes. He could play them all. Oh, my gosh. What about Omar Tuttle? From mile 40, Saskatchewan, Billy Charlebois. Now I think that Kevin Costner would be a better yes. Reg Dunlop. <laughs> He'd be. No. Billy Bob has the greasiness of Reg Dunlop that Kevin that, Costner does not have. He doesn't, he's lacking the greasiness. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Where is Joe Lazito on a day like today? He would have. Oh, yeah. He'd be all over this. Yeah. Anyways, let's come back and let's get to that ultra update, okay? And I'd far rather talk about this than COVID. I can tell you that for free. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Here we go. We are into the overtime program, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And just ahead of the ultra update for Original 16, just a couple text messages because we had viewers here. Watching on the Game Plus TV network. That is where our bread is buttered. I would be correct in saying that. Uh, from the 861, just regarding the Slapshot remake, anonymous texture says, not sure where he fits, but Kim Coates is a must. Can he skate? Do we know if Kim Coates can skate? He must. He's from, he must. He's from Saskatoon. Yeah. Um, Swanee from Martinsville says, uh, who would play Denny Lemieux? Dana Carvey? Is Dana Carvey still a thing? I don't know. Wayne's World. Yeah. It's like the last time I remember Dana Carvey being I relevant. From Jim that. Wagner. From Jim Wagner. Prairie Mobile text line. He says, Rod is not just a pretty face or an amazing knowledge of sports info, but he knows the best places for great eats. Suggestion for a place for boneless ribs for my anniversary supper tomorrow? Loving the show every day, guys. Uh, I'll text him back on that. I would say the Four Seasons for all the right reasons. Hey, That'd be a good place. John Cena as Ogie Oglethorpe. And Roman Reigns as Clarence Screaming Buffalo Swamp Town. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, are you ready with the Ultra Update? Original 16 Ultra Update. You let me know when we're ready. And it's time for another edition of everybody's favorite game show, The Good, The Great, and The Ugly. It went over so well on Monday that I thought I'd do it again. The Good, Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo has been named CFL Player of the Week in back-to-back weeks. There's no bigger Cody fan than me, not named Fajardo, but I was a little surprised he got the nod again. Yes, he threw for over 300 yards in Saturday's win over Ottawa. 
and rushed for a touchdown. However, he didn't throw for any, and it just looked like another typical Fajardo outing. Clean. Maybe I'm already getting used to his stellarness, and that would be wrong of me. The great. The Centennial Cup host Esteban Bruins have already opened training camp, and players from all across the country are flying into the sweatpants capital and heading to Bruins camp. They must have been given an exemption by the league, as other teams are still a long ways from getting going. Meanwhile, on Monday, the NHL preseason schedule was announced, which is obviously another sign that the season is right around the corner. The great thing is that... I plan to attend some games in the United States next month and will be hosting the Rod Peterson show from those southern locales. And the ugly. Meanwhile, in Canada, it appears we're in utter chaos. Some provinces have gone back to mask mandates and now travel figures to be greatly impacted. This is grim news for the CFL. I thought BC's top doctor, Bonnie Henry, said we'd be living a post-pandemic life by August. Don't come here for the answers to your questions. I can't explain any of this. What do you think, Moose? It's pretty good. Uh, an original 16 Ultra to fit your active lifestyle. Superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. Purchase at a store near you today. Uh, I did crack open Facebook in the break, and uh, they're all over the local Hall of Fame columnist from Post Media, from the Leader Post newspaper, Rob Vanstone, who's admonishing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, for not yet instituting a proof of vaccination requirement to go to games. And I am said it so many times, I'm over saying how over I am arguing about COVID. Now, whether they institute a COVID uh, vaccination policy doesn't really affect my life. But you saw in the last 24 hours, last 24 to 48 hours, Vancouver Canucks instituting a policy. Flames, Stampeders, Oilers, Leafs, Raptors, Red Blacks, Bombers were the first. Alouettes, the entire province of Quebec. And why can we not make any progress on this? I guess sports is, I mean, literally, the young gentleman... The young referee, who I had a great chat with this morning, just said, I don't think I'm going to die if I get COVID, so I'm not getting a shot. That's his life, not telling him what to do. But it's like, if you want us to get back to normal, you need to get a shot. That's, I guess, to sum sum this up, half of Americans are vaccinated, 75% of Canadians. I thought it would be way higher numbers than that, Moose. That's what's holding things up, correct? It's what's holding things up. Yeah, and I think we're going to be at a point where the vaxxed and the unvaxxed will be able to go to games together where it won't be a thing. You're not going to ask for vaccination passports because the numbers will be so low and will be, but that's like nowhere near anytime soon. So if you don't want to get vaxxed and you want to wait it out, you might be waiting it out for years before you'd be allowed in. Mm-hmm. It'd be months for sure. Might be years. And that's just, Hey, that's, you got to wait it out. Just like you got to wait till you're 16 to get a driver's license or whatever the case might be. But if we want to get back to normal, you got to get vaxxed. If you want to get back to going to games. And I know the Rough Riders are the minority and so are the Edmonton Elks. They're in the, the, the minority and they're getting some bad pub. They got to deal with the financial implications of, of adding this and the tickets that have been sold and all of that. But eventually, barring some sort of you know transition... They're going to go that way, too, and have to require it. It's just going to have to happen eventually. Um, it's just a matter of can they sort everything out to get there. But we're all moving that way. So Yeah. Well, I think you know our viewership is skewed to the prairies. Our numbers show that. Um, but I don't think it's keeping people away from the games in the CFL on the prairies because we've had sellouts. In Saskatchewan, what are the Blue Bombers averaging? 23,000? Their first game was close to Mm 30,000. You wouldn't have even known COVID was a thing, really. Right, and you're always going to get somebody who's going to reply and say, well, Rod, you're wrong because I'm staying away because I don't want to go to the the, the super spreader event, right? Yeah. But we don't mean that. At scale, they're not staying away. That's what I mean. Right? At scale, they're not staying away. But if there becomes more outbreaks and the cases keep going up, the policy will have to be introduced. It just will. Uh, yeah, Mike Blackbird, the Argo fan, one of the Argo fans that watches, says everyone made their choices. Now live by it. 
Yeah, the, what, the, what you're missing there, Mike, is it's really screwing things up for everybody. For those choices is the point. CFL, I think, is in a real pinch here with getting there. That's what you're starting to hear is the travel. The, the, the players that aren't vaccinated aren't going to be able to travel based on government mandates. So that's what's holding things up. That's what we were just talking about. Yeah. It really is. It's holding uh, everything up. Aaron in Yorkton. Hey, Rod. Question, when was the last time the Riders and Bombers were having a battle at Labor Day for West Supremacy? I don't remember it in my 25 years following the team. Based on CFL game notes last year, uh, last week, the uh, Blue Bombers and Rough Riders have never, ever been 3-0 and at the same time, and they're not this year because the Bombers lost in Toronto. It's never happened. So who was the CFL? It was Wes Cates we were talking about last week where this is an anomaly. Uh, first place could be on the line going into the Labor Day Classic. Everybody wants to talk about Labor Day Classics. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. We still got another week to go. Although the Green Boys don't have a game in between now and then. What's up tomorrow, Quack? Did you put the guests up? Ryan Leslie and TBD. He's my favorite. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Club. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.